0: Welcome back, Peter, and, and to those people who are listening. Um, I'm just going to cut straight into this, Peter, because the last couple of episodes we've been talking about, you know, where are we Where are we heading from day to day and how, how are we living out that purpose we have in Christ, if you like? And uh, you've shared, you know, a summarization, if you like, of what our purpose is. But, you know, what, what does that actually look like? Flesh it out a bit for us.
1: Well, firstly, hello, folks. The purpose is to walk in the love of the Father And give it away so all people may cherish his grace and extend his glory. I remember quite some years ago talking with someone who was sitting at the reception desk of a pathology lab, and in the middle of a phone call, someone from management came down, took off the mission statement from the wall behind them pasted up a new one that had been laminated and walked off. And she said, what's the purpose of having a mission statement if it's something that management work out and it's posted as a banner on a wall, but we've actually got no idea whatsoever what it means and what it looks like? Yeah. And so one of the questions I say is, is well, if our purpose is to walk in the love of the Father and give it away so all people may cherish His grace and extend His glory, what what would we look like as a family of believers, in five or ten years' time, if this purpose was lived out through the power of the Holy Spirit? What, what do we envision uh, followers of Jesus looking like amongst those with, with whom we commonly relate? And there's there's four main things, and we're going to speak about one of them in each of the next four podcasts, and and today it's, it's about walking in intimacy walking intimately with the Lord, you know, hearing his voice, walking in his ways and thus living lives of worship. You know Craig in first Samuel chapter 3, where Samuel prays that uh, or Samuel starts to hear hear from God and you know the voice comes in the middle of the night, Samuel Samuel, and he thinks that it's Eli, the high priest calling him. Yeah. And so he goes to Eli and he says, You know, here I am. And Eli says, No, 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 it's, it's not uh, it's not me. Go 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 back to your room. And the the intro to that passage says that the boy Samuel was serving under the Lord, serving the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and visions were infrequent. Mm, quite uncommon, my vision says. Yeah, quite uncommon. Or another translation uh, puts it this way. uh, The word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. And and you know what, Craig? Sadly, I think that could be said of much of Christendom in the West today, Mm -hmm. that the word of the Lord is rare and visions are infrequent. If Christianity is simply going along to an event that someone else puts on looking at the back of someone else's head and hearing a speaker talk out of their experience of the living God and what they have discerned from the word and singing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs that someone else has written and made money out of. If that is the sum total of Christianity, then I think we can concur that the times we're living in are not that much different to the times of Samuel, that the word of the Lord is rare and Visions are infrequent. So as we talk about walking intimate with, intimately with the Lord, hearing his voice and walking in his ways and so living lives of worship, we're actually recognising that walking in the love of the Father is about intimacy. And when we go right back to Genesis chapter 1 and 2, that when God created the world, uh, he, he, he put three things into the order of creation That he wanted to stand for all time. And it's those three things that the devil attacked. And robbed us. Of what existed. And it's those three things that Jesus came to restore. And those three things are intimacy. Between humans and God. Intimacy. Between human beings. Between Adam and Eve. And freedom. So. Adam and Eve walked with God and they talked with God in the garden in the cool of the evening there was a vital dynamic relationship it was actually a relationship that was experienced and you know Joppo, I hear many people talk about that they talk down experience but but I actually I actually experience my family I experience uh, a compliment I experience uh, a jealousy or, or an anger if I hear that other people are, are hurting them or or um, uh, bullying them. I, I actually experience the warmth of a hug. And so our, our relationship with our loving father is, is to be experienced. And so he created us for intimacy with him. Uh, out of the overflow of that intimacy with him, there is the wonderful invitation of intimacy with each other. And in all of that, the heavenly Father gives us freedom. He says to Adam and Eve, "You are free to eat the, the, the fruit of the tree of, of any in, uh, eat the fruit of any tree in the in the garden." And it's those three things that the devil knew were at the core and at the heart of a relationship between God and 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 His His creation. And so the devil sought to attack intimacy between God and man, intimacy between each other, and rob us of our freedom. So. Some of you have heard me say this before. There was a bloke called Jack Frost, funny name, in uh, America. And, and Joppo, he's, he's one of the best speakers about the Father Heart of God that I've ever heard. If you're listening to this and you want me to drop box you his teachings on the Father Heart of God, I will. I, I remember on one run when I was when I was running, physically running, uh, he was, uh, that. I think it was about 8 or 10 sessions and he'd been talking about uh, one session he'd been talking about father issues as a blockage to the father heart of God. Another one he's talking about mother issues to the mother um, issues that block us from the father heart of God. And, and he led through a prayer. in it, And I remember running and, and just bawling my eyes out, praying out loud the prayer. It was one of the most cleansing, healing moments that actually delivered me from some blockages in living love by the father heart of God. But that's an aside. I can send it to anyone who emails me about it. Uh, he says that intimacy... Is actually spelt, in to me see. Intimacy is not just going through the motions; mm-hmm. it's not just a transaction. Oh, I've spoken to you. You've spoken back. You know, g'day Jopo, g'day Peter, how you going? I'm okay. What's happening? Oh, not much. Oh, cool, sweet. You know, we've just had a transactional conversation, mm-hmm. but but we actually haven't engaged. Mm-hmm. We haven't learned about anything about anything else. I I haven't divulged about anything else, and. If our relationships are just gonna go on the surface of, hey you going, yeah, good mate, what's been going on? Oh I got the car serviced, oh really? Yeah, fifty thousand cases. Oh it wasn't wasn't too bad a price. You know, we can have a whole series of conversations around that. But none of them actually mm. produce intimacy. It's it's
0: that whole distinction is it between knowing about God and knowing God.
1: And for me, the game changer in all of that is the thing about hearing his voice. And sometime in the future, we'll, we'll do a podcast on, yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. hearing his voice I should, or, I should, or a series of podcasts on yeah, hearing his voice.
0: I, th- I think that's very pertinent, yeah.
1: But but I simply want to highlight that, you know, in two podcasts ago, we talked about the difference between being and doing and that many of us have come out of a, a system of Christian life where it's about doing, you know, do your rosters, do uh, do your work. Do your Bible reading. Do your prayer life. Do your journaling. Do your giving. Do your tithing. Do 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 do, and you can do all of those and still be a pig to live with. Yeah, uh, not speaking about anyone in this room. Yeah, Just hypothetically. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. But uh, what, what if what if intimacy is actually the biggest risk that we ever take? But it's a calculated risk because we're inter- we're we are being invited into a relationship of intimacy with a father who, is, who doesn't gauge us on our performance and and who is neither impressed with us or depressed by us. Yeah. He may be disappointed in some of our choices, but that we can never, ever, ever cut ourselves off from his... Uh, sorry, we can never... We can cut ourselves out of knowing that we're loved, but we can never cut him off from loving us.
0: In fact, it's interesting when you reflect on the dynamic of a relationship, which is a significant one, it's not just a Facebook friend that you have in the sense that they're not just seeing the good stuff, the cream of the crop, such that it it's the, the it's the ebb and flow, it's the vulnerability, it's the courage to kind of fess up, it's the forgiveness, it's it's the flow of the good and the bad that causes that relationship to increase in its significance. Is there something in that? So...
1: Intimacy actually looks intimacy looks gutsy yeah because intimacy is about being real it's it's it, intimacy is simply when your wife comes into the room and you 're reading the newspaper or you're uh, watching the sports or you're reading something on the on the iPad intimacy is closing the iPad and looking her in the eyes and listening to her as she's speaking it's it's a conscious choice to go deeper than what you would normally go on the surface and our heavenly father invites that he, he longs for that in our relationship intimacy is is when you're feeling something like someone was telling me the other day they're scared of death scared of dying i said have you told god that they said well, well no i said well you're telling me so you're telling god right now i mean if we're scared of something why not say father father i'm i'm, I'm scared I'm scared to die. He he doesn't discredit you. It's not like, oh, you're not a good Christian because you're doing that. He actually knows it anyway. Yeah, he's invite he 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 is he is inviting himself to be part of the solution to that fear as we engage intimately in sharing with him that which
0: we fear. It's it's interesting. The word and you know Adrian Woodkey and the Woodkey family use this a lot, and it's authenticity that you know what you hear me say and what I'm feeling is. You know, has in is in, is integrity uh, attached to it, if you like. And I was even sharing last night. You know, I've had a few situations recently where I've been, um, I, I've got the long end of the stick. You know, I've I got too many pins given to me, or when I purchase pins from my um, kanga supplier, and I am going to go back and just say, I reckon you uh, undercharged me for those. And and I was talking to a guy last night about this idea because they got overcharged by a hire company for something. you know, The card got swiped twice, and I said, you know, even if another human being doesn't see. Someone's always watching, and that someone is, of course, Christ. And so, you know, we can be inauthentic of Christ, which, in, in and of itself, is, is is an intimacy blocker. Would that would that be fair to say? I've just kind of no off so, the top so, of my head. So, there, so,
1: so the, the the cousins, the brothers and sisters of intimacy, are authenticity, yeah, vulnerability, yeah, um, humility, receptivity, everty words, all those words. <laughs> so. So these are the things that help grow us in, in intimacy and help promote uh, a depth that's a real relationship that can be experienced. And, and where I want to end up summing up by saying is this is actually what worship is. Yeah, right. That's, I mean, that's, so that's, worship, a, that's a big thought. So worship is actually growing in intimacy because... That's a good thought. Because when, when I say I worship duly... Um, that doesn't mean that I don't see that she's got faults or shortcomings. It means, it means I, I know her worth and there's an exclusivity about that relationship between her and me that has me wanting to see her increase in value. You know, when I, when I uh, detail my car, when I vacuum clean my car, when I wash my car, when I wax my car, I increase its value. Do, do you wax your car every now and then okay yeah, right, yeah. 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 Good when 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 i uh, when i don't clean it when i don't look after it when i don't get it serviced when i ignore it i let it devalue okay yeah and anything that anything that i devalue depreciates yeah anything that i increase in value appreciates
0: where your heart and is and so
1: i can appreciate something and it increases in value so as we as we know father wants intimacy with us he loves to uh, to loves to speak to us he, he loves to hear the very worst that's going on even though he knows it you know just oh flipping heck god god i'm really frustrated by this uh, you know what that is that's not a bitch that's the beginning of a conversation that's authenticity that's authenticity that's the yeah. beginning of a conversation where god can say ah oh, Okay. Tell me more about that frustration. That's worship. Yeah. Because because our relationship with God is increasing in value because we are appreciating that He is the one who can do something about it and He is the one who uh, who, who wants to hear our heart's desires. He does, and does... so so a value of of uh intimacy helps us in our purpose of walking in the love of the Father and giving it away.
0: Yeah. And it does remind me, you know, um, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Peter. There's uh, some good thoughts there.